Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my wearing a very fun t-shirt co-host, <laughs> Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time, and today we'll be discussing every single album by Nirvana. If you're new here, welcome. Also, goodbye, because you're probably <laughs> not going to stay that long. <laughs> We're not the most likable folks. But this is a very big band. We're going to be getting a lot of uh, strays probably coming in like, hey, Nirvana. I like Nirvana. And guess what? We probably like Nirvana, too. But let's just get real here, right? What you got? He's not Jesus. No. Kirk Cobain is not Jesus. No. And I, I don't think, think he'd, he'd want to be. No. I actually do really love Kirk Cobain. And have a, uh, Nirvana is my most listened to band, I think, since I was four years old. Yeah. I have such the ties between my... Uh, personality forming and this band. It's like, it's not fair. It's really he, like. He listened to so much considering how young you like. I, I didn't listen to that much cool music when I was 27. I wasn't so. given the option to listen to Hanson. Okay. Yeah. I was yelled at. He's like, you know, you listen to good music. And then I was beaten mercilessly by my family. That's not true. But, well, it's not not true, but it's not true, true. But I, I hope that's a, a clip and your mom sees it. Dude, man. <laughs> I've gotten so many fights with her over clips of me just jo joking, joking mom. But anyway, uh, so before we get into all this stuff, if you want to, you know, help us out, don't subscribe. Don't don't support us. Dude, dude, let us figure it out on our own. But you can listen to a playlist that we put together on Nirvana, a playlist uh, pretty much associated with every single episode that we've ever done. Uh, you can find a link in the description as well as everyallmember.com. And I think it's going to be the playlist is like who doesn't have a Nirvana playlist, but it's, I think it's important for the last release that we're going to be covering today where playlists are necessary for that thing. Yeah. Also, we've like we haven't covered a big band in a long time. Yeah, we usually do. We'll take a look at any of the past 20 episodes and you'll get what we do. <laughs> so um, usually on the bigger bands, I I like try to avoid the hits on the playlist unless I'm just like Unless you love it, unless yeah, you love them or whatever. Yeah. But so Nirvana, yeah, we, we've gotten like a lot of requests for Nirvana. I'm not going to shout anybody out because it wasn't it wasn't that specific. Like, hey, you guys should do Nirvana. It's like, why haven't you done Nirvana? Obviously, you got to do Nirvana. Yada, yada, yada. Okay, there, we get it. So what? why not episode 90 yes. where they are the pinnacle 90s band? Although I do love their 80s stuff a lot more probably. Uh, but they're a 90s band, dude. They're, uh, yeah, they're they, 90s. They created Holes in Pants. Kirk Cobain was the first man ever to say, guess what? My pants got holes. First guy to wear flannel. No, For, one, no, no one, one before. Not one human being. in the. Yeah, whatever. But okay, 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 okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, Patreon, if you want to suggest an artist and not wait for us to get around to it, to episode 90 to get to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, patreon.com slash every album ever. Bonus episodes, yada, yada, yada. But you know, tier two patrons get to jump the line. Uh, we've done a handful of them already. We got another one coming up in some amount of episodes. I, you know, it's fun, dude. Whatever. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to get into this because I, I have a, yeah. just a, there's not a lot of releases, but I have a strong feeling there's going to be a long episode. We, we went above and beyond yeah. here. And, uh, I think, I think we'll actually like cover every song every song well for the most part every song like almost yeah. damn near every cover but uh oh fuck i forgot what i was gonna say mm. all right alex this, take it away this is what happens when you start smoking weed <laughs> hey um, man <laughs> at least i feel happier <laughs> 
Um, yeah, this is a band I listened to at nauseum in high school so much so that I don't know when I haven't, I haven't really listened to them regularly, maybe in like the past five, six years, maybe, yeah. maybe longer this cause I feel like I know these songs too, um, too well, too well. Yeah. So it's, it's very, um, it's very interesting trying to like critique it or yeah. have my feelings about it now because you know especially a song again a little ahead of the the ball game here but especially a song like uh smells like team spirit i don't know that one no, no yeah no no, oh, no. Wow. that's I, I must have missed it it's weird you must, you must have missed that's, it that's uh, odd. interesting uh it's almost transcended being a song if yeah that makes any fucking sense it is the most played sequence of sounds <laughs> since it came out and yeah that's considering uh holy god even all the other things that are man it, hold on uh i'm gonna cut myself off there because i, I are they do they're considered classic rock now aren't they yeah like they're on klos yeah what a fucking travesty <laughs> that's fucking oh i'm sorry i that's, don't I always thought like anything that was like 15 years or older was considered classic rock oh, so weird but it's it I mean, time, time happens. Time will get you. Although it is a construct. So it's also a flat circle. Damn right. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Uh, Okay. Um, I keep fucking losing my train of thought, but like going, so going back to all these, this has got to be like our most biased episode ever because like uh, it's so hard to, to detach it's, it's my entire life from yeah. this band. It's not, and it's like it's both with me hating it and loving it because I haven't seriously listened to these albums or, or a lot of these albums in yeah. I don't know, two decades because I'm so fucking tired of them. Like I, 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 I for all of my teenage years, like fuck Nirvana, dude. I'm so goddamn tired. Like I'm enough, enough with Nirvana. Uh, did I close the fucking window? You tell me. But uh, uh at, at least we have a kind of similar similar point yeah. where, you know, it's been a little longer for you. I don't I don't really hate anything, right. but um But the thing is it it was it was also interesting going back now because of how how I thought I was like, okay, I'm I'm done with this, but I had to like, no, I'm gonna listen to this and appreciate it, even though I'm so fucking tired of it. We and, and try to, to come from a, a different angle. We probably could have winged this one without could have, yeah, but didn't didn't win this one. And I came out with like, oh fuck, like not only pleasant early early memory, like I mean mm-hmm. memories so early that they're not even events, they're just like you were at this place and you kind of remember how you were feeling. You don't remember sure. what happened. That's how early these songs go back for me. So it was really, it's like, holy shit. I remember hearing this and I, Oh my God. I was like, you know, five years old and other things where I was like, Oh my God, I was like, I was in first grade, like thinking about the song on repeat. Like that's a weird thing. And so, so a lot of it was like, Damn near emotional. I almost started crying <laughs> in certain certain albums and certain songs. I was like, oh man. And like I, I somehow resonated way more with who uh Kurt was at the time and how young he was and all this shit that under the severe depression. I'm like, oh sure. I fucking really understand although obviously not that feels, but like the depression part of it where like, oh yeah, like just being overwhelmed by all this shit that you don't want, but you have to be grateful for. Like that's a weird position we put in yeah i um i debated if i should watch montage of heck and i decided not to of what uh the hbo documentary oh that's what it's called i didn't know yeah it's called montage of heck Mm -hmm. and um this seems to be so many like mixed mixed feelings about it 
and I'm just like that's that's the way it's always going to be with some like the guy like this. I think. Yeah. yeah. So, um, especially like the Melvins or like that whole thing is just fiction, and then Nova Selleck was just like, oh, buzz. Hey, what are you talking about? Uh, oh no! Oh, the Melvin said the whole thing was was like fiction. Whack. It, yeah, and then the document, the guy who made the documentary is like, well, yeah, it's just he took like the artsy fartsy, like, oh, it's more interesting. Oh, oh, uh, well, then, and it's like, yeah, you can if you want, if you like that, then sure. But it, I'm if you're coming at it from a fucking history historical standpoint, history buff kind of thing, like, exactly. What happened? I want to know what this been. Exactly. Then you can go so, fuck yourself, Doc. Yeah. So yeah, you know. There's HBO Max. If people want to fucking watch yeah. it, they can watch it. Everyone has feelings about Nirvana. So yeah. this one, I just decided these are these are my feelings. Everyone knows what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was, yeah I remember even seeing, uh, I think I saw Kurt and Corny, the documentary in theaters. And I was oh, like, shit. you know, however, I remember what year that came out. But like, that's how it, Nirvana became, it was such a, it was too far. Like in my household growing up, it was, it, it was too far. And I, what I mean by that is like, not only did like everyone in the house, except my mom, not only were it was everyone ups, completely obsessed with the band, but like my brother started getting like crazy, like every book imaginable, every book, oh, yeah. every bootleg. Yeah. So, so the, the, with the lights out box, it's like all the unreleased stuff. Not only I heard everything years before, in like the late nineties, mid to late nineties. And then plus more that wasn't even on the box set because my brothers were such psychos about it. Yeah. And then eventually one brother kind of started going crazy, a lot of drug use, and he started getting real weird with it. And it was the, the amount of times that some stuff was played. It's like, that's when it goes, turns into that, that weird childhood nostalgia thing into this weird, just dis, like disturbing trauma thing. Mm. And then coming out of it and now coming out of it, like, you know, years and years later, like, it's a good special fucking band. It's a special fucking band. Yeah, they have, yeah, of course they're they're very special. One of the like probably once in a generation at least. Yeah, uh, probably the last, you know, probably the last like rock star who like died early and yeah. like the whole like the whole world, world felt it. I don't know. I don't know if it would happen, you know, I I talked a little bit about like Kobe dying in previous episodes, yeah, yeah. but that this might be like an LA thing. Or it, well, it's not just an LA thing. It's but it's it is a basketball. No, no, it's actually it transcends basketball yeah. fans. But like that was like also he had a much longer career. It was still yeah. tragic, but like it wasn't this thing where it just happened and then all of a sudden now he now he's dead. Like this thing blew up and then bam, he's dead. Yeah, like no disrespect to like the weekend or something but i think if he passed away it would, i would not care personally it, hey it, fuck it dude it, it would be big but yeah it wouldn't like impact the world the yeah. way uh cobain's death did uh also quick side note i remember fucking up and taking a girl to see gus van sant's last days uh-huh which is loosely based on uh cobain uh-huh there's like no dialogue in the movie. It's one of the artsiest, like really artsiest, slowest movies. Oh, I was wondering about that. And she was back. She was just like, really? That's the movie you picked. I'm like, yeah. Hey man, I didn't see it before we came here. That's my, that's always my defense. Like, I didn't know. I know. Like, yeah. Know. I'm not like trying to be like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's go watch a bad movie. Yeah. That's happened to me once or twice. <laughs> it was a Miyazaki movie, oddly enough. But, 
Wait, she didn't like Miyazaki? It was The Wind Rises, and that movie is it's, depressing. That is... There's no whimsy in that movie. There is only war. There's no whimsy. It's only war. It's damn near a documentary. Yeah. And we were the only two people in the entire theater. It was like the perfect situation for shit to go down. Nice. And it did not go down because, well, I'm blaming it on the movie. I'm sure yeah. there's plenty of other things. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So altogether, yeah. Nirvana, short lifespan, only three albums, but we're going to covering uh, three albums. The non-canon, well, the the was spin-off album. It's a, it's a comp it's a compilation. Of B sides and covers. That feels just as canon as the rest of them. Yes. Plus the live album. You know which live album. And then the box set. So we're doing a billion things in all. First album. Uh, yeah, I mean this is just repeating shit for, for anybody who likes Nirvana. But first album, 1989. And then last album, technically the compilation 2004. Uh but things ended much earlier so, than that. Yes. So before we even jump into the albums, uh, I mean, we for anybody who doesn't know Nirvana or where they came from. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just at this point, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vint Grunge, Melvin's, Mudhoney. Yeah. Kurt, uh, Kurt met Chris Novoselic in high school and he made his uh, fecal matter tape and that convinced Novoselic to start a band with him. Uh, went through a series of drummers, yeah, including a Mr. Dale Crover. Dale Crover, yeah. Who, hey, they fucking lost out on a gem there. I'm glad they ended up where they ended up, but Dale, uh, Dale's the best. Dale's Dale, the best. Yeah, Dale is like the like when I think a heavy sludge grunge, I think a Dale. Like as you should. I mean, help to pioneer the entire subgenre. It's like, hold on, we get real intimate with you, real oh, second. Okay. Just get a little bit lower. Okay, yeah, thank you. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like Bill Ward, then Dale. Let's is, just talk about the Melvins now. Let's <laughs> just talk about the Melvins. So everyone listen to the Melvins. Uh, okay, uh, keep going, keep going. Keep going. So yeah, they eventually landed on Chad Channing. Chad, Ch- so I don't know if you, you picked this up at all. Is it true that they they uh, they hired him mostly because of his drum set? I think so. Because like they were like these weird uh, water slide looking motherfuckers, almost like uh, ram horn uh, yeah. looking things. Yeah, I think so. Also, quick note: there's like a um, uh, this like museum in Seattle I went to that they cover like video games, movies, music, and they have one of Dave Grohl's early drum sets in there. Really that I got to see like in person, that man has floor toms for rack toms. Really? It is like a caricature of a drum set. I love it. Sounds good to me, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. I didn't, I never knew that. Yeah. I, I forgot. I saw that. So I just wanted to sh- yeah. share that. But um, yeah, the, the band name, they said they wanted something like nice and pretty. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, a standard punk name. Ted. Tad, yeah, Angry Samoans, yes, yeah. <laughs> Angry Samoans. They're this good ass band, by the way. You listen to Angry Samoans? I have not, but I added them to the list, dude. After first, reading that, first two albums, specifically the second album, phenomenal. Love that second album is incredible. Can't wait to do it. Yeah. Uh, so we go. Oh shit, man! I keep, man, I should really not smoke as much weed before. <laughs> so yeah, that's like the groundwork. Yeah. You okay. Know. Okay. This this but making a living in the grunge scene so that's what i wanted to say uh the name nirvana is so fucking perfect like i'm 
I'll ever, I'll forever be jealous of that that name because it's 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 the, it's it's kind of a perfect band name just because of not just the, the you know the uh, it was a Hindu meaning behind it and all that stuff the, the clashing of the meaning what the band yeah, yeah it has like a tad of irony but it's also like a really nice word it's it's got mm-hmm. great consonants in it the V and the N and then like yeah it, it and it's also for a, for a grunge band it's it's just perfect it's perfect God damn it right I already love it so that's yeah that's that and then. So what's the, do you know any of the backstory behind the, how they got the first record to come out, how they did it? Uh, they, I believe they recorded an EP with, is it Blue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they recorded that. And then um, Sub Pop was like, let's do a full album. Uh, according to Legend, about $600 to make this album. Oh, which I know there's inflation. It probably like I don't think you can no, do that's it these all, days. That's very cheap. That's it, very cheap. yeah. Um, Holy shit! And yeah, it's uh, kind of funny. They had a what's this guy's name? Oh, Jason Everman. Mm-hmm. It kind of seemed like they didn't like that dude, but he had money, so um, he is uh, credited on this album as second. You said guitar when he's not. I remember he that. Doesn't play on the album at all. I remember that. And also, if you just listen to any song, there's literally one guitar at all times. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is clearly. Yeah. That's a weird thing, too. Yeah. Uh, it kind of sounded like it. This like he has money, so we'll like let him play the live shows and let him produce the album. Dude, it is another David Lee Roth situation. He's yeah. got a PA. Fuck it. I know he's weird and he won't wear a shirt and he wears suspenders, but fuck it, dude. <laughs> so like also the the the, the personnel. On on this first album, it's hilarious. I'm talking about it because we, we haven't started it yet. But I know I want, because I know because we, we have to. There's so much about the music we have to talk about. So I want to get this shit out of the way. All the fucking type. Like if you were to go from the first album to the second album, Kurt's name is spelled wrong. Jason Everman is on there, and then Chris is Chris at the time. So it's like a, yeah, a, yeah. It's just a, it seems like, like a goofy printing of it. Yeah. But first album, let's fucking finally get into it. All right, this is 1989's Bleach. I'm already hard, dude. <laughs> um, I yeah, I love Nova Selleck's uh, sound on here. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting reading how Cobain said he felt like they had to like conform to the sound because the sound is for all intents and purposes dead okay it made sure music now yeah. so it's it's funny that it's an album of conformity but it's also like nothing sounds like this now nothing no grunge band sounds really like this yeah i really love this song and that's solo we're not gonna get to it. Yeah. God. Yes. No. This. Um... God damn! What a great hook. This album is one of the things that like planted the seeds for my my love of of all things slug. For sure. And having said that, best personal favorite. I have, oh. I have to. This is this is such one of the more, <laughs> one of my favorite albums I think of all time, and. Yeah, there is a case to be made for all plenty of things, but yeah. there is nothing like this album. And the the darkness that's on here, the only time you'll find anything remotely close is on the unreleased stuff and the and the demos mm. and stuff. Because this there is some darkness on here. And I don't mean chaotic noisiness, which they 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 never really gave up. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the sheer evil of paper cuts is like, sure. oh my God, it's so fucking, it's disgusting and paranoid. It's one of the best fucking grunge songs <laughs> and no one talks about it. I just don't get it, dude. This, fuck, man. I, rem- I remember learning to play the drums and like Floyd the Barber is very like caveman. That's like, Dale on drums, right? Uh, what? I'm pretty sure it's Dale on drums. Yeah, he's on Floyd the Barber, Paper Cuts, and Downer. Okay, okay. Th- those are the Dale songs. Ooh, and they are all, all fucking awesome. And so this is what, what I feel about every one of their studio, their main studio albums. Uh, bottom heavy. Back half, I always feel is significantly stronger than the first half. I, I do feel that's a bit con, uh, consequential because there's a lot of the more popular songs in the front half of every mm-hmm. album, and this one included. So front half, you got uh, About a Girl, which is obviously a very famous song. Um, but it it wouldn't be if they... <sighs> I mean, if they didn't play it live and it's a thing that we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. So this version, a good way to put it. I always like this version the most because uh, he's playing an A, uh, an E minor chord in the main riff instead of an E major, which minor and major, sad, happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, every live version you'll ever find is he's playing an E major. The same with the famous version. This is the only version that sounds a little bit colder, a little bit darker. Interesting. Even though it's still essentially a Beatles song. Like, I believe he wrote it after listening to a bunch of Beatles. Yeah, I think he did. And yeah. it's a good song. But let's, uh, my original point, uh, that song's in the front half. School, another song they played live ad nauseum, is on the first half. Love Buzz, another cover that they play ad nauseum. That's all in the first half. The second half is, you never hear these songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, it's it's interesting how Love Buzz was like the big single for it. Being a single, but, um, I or sorry, a cover. But yeah, I don't know. I think who's the, who's the original? Uh, it's called by a band called Shocking Blue. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never heard of them before. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That song fucking slaps. It's just a good song. It's I, really I, yeah. cool. I think it's, it's really cool. I think it's honestly might be the weakest song on the album for me, but I still like it. Interesting. Uh, but I mean, I do like the album. So now I got to go into the second half and why it's the best thing in the fucking world. Okay, Negative Creep, which is fairly popular i guess they play that live a lot uh they i mean you're using a swoosh as a riff like how that's yeah. fucking badass <laughs> like, so there's that uh i think scoff and swap me are so fucking underrated specifically swap me i i that main riff just kills me uh mr what? mustache very frantic very fast very it's almost goofy but it's Real quick, uh, knowing more about music, um, I used to love, I still love Negative Creep, still a great song. Yeah. But back to back with the Melvin's Honey Bucket, very similar. Very similar. Not, not the same song, just similar. Just. Similar. I, I think, uh, I think Honey Bucket is probably, if I had, to, I mean, I like I, uh, it more. Stronger. But yeah. Honey Bucket is like a special song because it, it, it goes a different, bunch of different places. It's the most accessible metal song in the world. It's got to be. Um, also Nova Selleck said they were listening to a lot of, uh, Celtic Frost at the time. Really? So on Scott. Episode 27, eight, nine, we, 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 we did them. We've done all of Kurt Cobain's favorite bands. I know. That's it's so weird. The, the Wipers, Butthole Surfers. Episode 22, uh, Butthole Surfers 54. I'm uh, guessing all these numbers, but I think they're close enough. Um, so like I was trying to, I was trying to like. Hold oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh no, I I, I was going to queue up. Um, I was like trying to listen for the Celtic Frost in here. Uh huh. 
and then scoff comes on. Oh, oh. And I'm like, is that double bass? Is that? Oh, yeah. I'm like, that's the that's the Celtic Frost right here. Boom. That's the Celtic Frost yeah. part. Yeah. It is. Also, yeah. 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 Also, the guitar is like very ugly. Like, oh, yeah. Th- yeah. This is a. Kurt, very known for using a lot of fuzzy stuff, a lot of big muffs and all that stuff. Man, you have no idea how many big muff pedals were in my household growing <laughs> up. I Several different countries, different, like the different, you know, shells, so many different iterations. I had the double muff, uh, which was a combination of the little muff and the big muff. Like there was, it, it left an impact, this, this whole sound. But I don't, I don't know what to call you guys because you all have different last names. But uh, those boys, those are some muff divers over some, there. Hey. House of Muff Divers. That's House of Muff House Divers. House of Muff Divers. <laughs> there's a lot of double pedaling on here. There's like there's a, a few songs to have, and it's like usually it's pretty subtle, just a blip, 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 just like a quick gallop every now and then. But yeah. that song obviously goes into real double pedaling. Yeah, it was this. Uh, it was this interesting. Now that I'm now that I'm cool and I know about bands that will never get me laid. It was ever, uh, ever, ever. Celtic Frost is real, real unattractive. Don't play that around women. Don't even. No, especially no. don't even look at a photo of them. They're different. No, no. <laughs> so yeah. much leather. As I pull out my copy of In Pandemonium. Oh, God <laughs> damn. Fuck that album. Uh, uh, so, yeah, very cool to, like, hear these things now that especially, you know, this is this is my life, my podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. So what I, what I, what I really what I'm really what I'm really emphasizing with the whole darkness of this album, I keep saying that is. Songs like like sifting, where it, plenty of music can be categorized as dark and kind of evil sounding and kind of you know uncomfortable, but there's a the way Kurt wrote them is so I don't I I can't think of another uh, another uh, description other than better because yeah. it's like <laughs> it's not just oh this is a pissed off angry evil sounding thing. There's plenty of metal that does it. This one makes me feel like oh this is really really creepy and, and paranoid, but also super heavy. And there's a few reasons I think he he's able to do that. So, so, or the band rather is, is able to pull it off with these songs. So well, one uh, it's written that way. That's the obvious one Two, his ear for feedback is fucking genius. Yeah. I've, I've rarely heard, I can't think of a single other example that's as good with feedback as Nirvana when they decide to go crazy with the feedback. Cause for example, the beginning, the very intro of Paper Cuts, that feedback is almost a riff. The way it, you got to put on just the, okay. the, the yeah, intro because yeah, yeah. it's it's just feedback. But how like the way he's controlling it is in a, is in a way that that really makes it feel disgusting and gross. And I love it. Here we go. <laughs> That, yeah. that stuff. It definitely, yeah, it definitely helped, like, get my ears ready for a band yeah. like Black Flag or... And like that, him just hitting all the, all the, all the strings. Yeah. It, it, tur- it really registers as this dissonant, but cu- slightly melodic, super dark thing. Mm-hmm. And there, it's rife with that. It's all over the fucking album. And it's, it's so satisfying. And that's why, that's why this album doesn't sound like anybody else. Because... You can be heavy and gross and crunchy. You can make it production-wise sound just like this, but little feedback choices like that, those that's way more specific, way harder to pull off. Uh, and the last thing is Kurt's 
screams are very unique and they they just work they the way his voice just dies at certain points you can like again every, everybody screams anybody can scream but to make it blend with this feedback in these really creepy songs it's like a it's just a perfect storm he yeah yeah i think that also speaks to why they were able to get like why it was nirvana and not other bands yeah no, no offense to other bands but um yeah i remember i'm a normal person so all my nirvana memories are in high school uh there was this band that like local band that wanted to like be them and uh, uh I, wait, what were they called no nah, i'm not the funny thing is i don't even like like i like i'm not friends with it. i just whatever whatever i'm just I not remember, gonna do that to them i remember when i was younger a, a band like that I, I, so i'm curious if we're talking about the same band that was so it was so egregiously like did it word nirvana did it start with an e no okay no. So this, one start, this one was is I'm not going to go into it. Hey, not going to go into it. Hey, yeah. but just know that they fucking suck. Continuing on. These guys were pretty good. It was just, okay. they wanted to be nervous. Yeah. That, yeah, that's like, always makes me really, it makes me cringe. It should make everyone cringe because it's obviously been done. And I, I mean, influence being influenced by something is, is inevitable, but like, I mean, this was, if, if you're, if you're too influenced by something super unique, then it's, you can't not spot it. Yeah. 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 There's a, there's a difference between homage and outright. Exactly. Uh, well, oh, another thing I want to note about this album, cause he, he abandons it pretty quickly, probably smartly. So smartly, is that a word? Uh, is he, he had a, he had a really goofy voice at times. Kirk O'Ban had a really goofy singing voice. And you could really hear that on the the sung parts of Love Love Buzz. Can you yeah, feel my deal me? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really it's goofy. It's and it's I think he definitely shed he would he would shed at the by the end of this album, but it's kind of endearing too because he's he's clearly not a trained vocalist, but it sounds cool. Also, I've heard like, which I think is bullshit. Like people try to like be like, oh, you know, like he's he's like an okay singer an okay guitar player i'm like that's not the fucking point yeah, like doesn't mean doesn't mean anything really. yeah like yeah. if you listen to the fucking ramones you know this isn't like writing songs is not about fucking shredding all the it time it is absolutely not about shredding although ingve momstein would disagree with you yeah it's just yeah different strokes you know different folks whatever but like you, this take is it's so fucking hard to write a good song <laughs> like yeah. i have no idea try it fucking dare you yeah and i i definitely think his studying of you know these these small or at the time the pixies weren't like huge huge pixies but, were very yeah unknown but yeah of like the melvins and mud honey and yeah and he, he was a music nerd music lover all his taste came from different places that's yeah that's that's how you have a well-rounded palette and how you can create something completely different yeah and one thing that I not to keep blowing this dude, but fuck, dude, <laughs> his his vocal hooks are masterful. And I say that because I, I a few obviously they're yeah a few years ago I, I went back to some of the the unreleased stuff and some of this early stuff, and you would hear this this maybe okay riff, this you know seven out of ten of a riff, and then all of a sudden he throws this completely unexpected vocal line that's. 10 times more melodic, 10 times more unexpected. And all of a sudden the song is amazing now because you, what, what, it, what it taught me 
is that when you're when you're making music and you're you're trying to write a riff and then you're trying to write a vocal line to make it as simplified as possible, the song should change when the vocals come in. Yeah. And I I started with that mindset. I started listening to a lot of other music and just hearing the vocals come in and picturing if the vocals didn't come in, how big of a difference would it make on the song? And a lot of it, a lot of music, even music I really like, oh, the vocals change nothing. The vocal, even though it's a good it's song. It's added on top of it. It's basically the same type of harmony that's going on along with it. It's, it's hitting notes that feel very comfortable, that you kind of know where they're going to go and they feel nice. Mm-hmm. Kurt's always go into things. They go zigzag. They do this thing where like it fits from a harmony music theory perspective. So it, it doesn't sound off, but it's never going where you think it's going to go. It changes the song entirely. And it does that obviously in this entire album. It does it for damn near every amazing song that Nirvana ever put out. It does something like that. Yeah. All the fame, all the hits, they do something like that. It's he, yeah, it's worth, he, it's worth dissecting. He was able to take his love of these weird bands and make pop music. Yeah. Like, but also you can, you can, Technically, it was pop music, but goddamn, is it still heavy and, oh, yeah, and feedbacky yeah. and screamy? Ah, goddamn it. Here we whatever. <laughs> so this is my best personal favorite. I think it really, although they do other stuff, I don't think it gets any better than this. When Like, this is perfect grunge. This is perfect. Like, grunge would never top this. And I, lo- I love grunge. And I love things that that's, Soundgarden did quite a bit. But this is just so damn special. Yeah, that's <laughs> wild blowing both picks on on when up. But hey. Yeah. 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 That's you. So let's move on. We spent a long time on that one album as I thought we spend even longer time on this next album. Maybe. So let's move on to a very, 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 very famous album. We all know it. We all have heard it. This is 1991's. Never mind. This is probably the biggest fucking rock album we've ever yeah ever I, talked about i want to lower it already because we've all heard this fucking song like do you really not know this song i don't i don't know it's just i don't know setting the setting the table setting the table just immaculate drumming bike roll that is the word to describe his drumming yeah i really it's, yeah. it's it's wonderful. It's I'm not gonna deny it. I will not yeah. deny it. Yeah. But we we all, right, yeah, we all yeah, heard yeah. it. Now we, we know yeah, exactly yeah. where the song goes. Um, this was I was like, do I give this best? And I do give it best. You give it best. Least I, favorite. And guess what? It's a it's a great it's a great sure it is a great album. This is all bias. It's not. It's not worst. No, no. It's my personal, personal least favorite. For people who don't understand Damn. the difference, there's a couple people. I just like this is why we're here. Yeah, I. It's huge. It's fucking huge. I I can't. I. It's one of the ones where I'm giving it best strictly off of all it's achieved. I'm not going to act like I haven't listened to this album a million times millions, before. Millions. Am, am I going to listen to it a million more times? No, I, I know it front 
to back. back. Front. Every every little floor, everything. Yeah, heard, I can't. Yeah, can't even begin. Yeah, but I'm I'm not gonna deny what a gigantic fucking album. It this changed is. the world of music. Yeah, yeah forever. For a lot, for a lot of it, for the worse. A lot of this spawned Famous. so much garbage, and I do mean the band garbage. Uh, that's a joke. I mean, they, I don't like hey them. Man. <laughs> produced, <laughs> produced by Butch Big of Produ- garbage of garbage. I forgot about that. Oh Jesus Christ! He did, did a great job, but like this. Okay, I'm only happy when it rains, Mike. God damn it! Um, so, 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 so <laughs> smell the teen spirit. That's the song that I can't. Like I really was convinced, like I can't ever listen to the song ever again. I just can't. And then I put it on for the, my homework and I was like, this is truly a, an amazing song that definitely d- it did what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not ever going to deny this song. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not going to put it on ever sure. again willingly. Well, I probably might, maybe even in 20 years, but like I'm I, not, I can't deny it. Can't deny it song. In Bloom, however, is one, another, cause like the first half of this album, like I, I just can't separate it from the decades yeah but in bloom somehow at my age now i'm like oh this song fucking rules i love this song i still love this song to me the 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 similar track for me that like it's the like out of the big hits is is come as you are i I, really yeah that song i don't know it's i i would throw that on there's this on my own like oh i'm not listening to the radio i would i would listen to come as you are i'm the exact opposite that's one that i can't i couldn't so there's a few songs and the reason why i i ended up giving it least favorite because mm-hmm. i just no matter how much i set aside uh any kind of previous notions or feelings or lifetimes of hearing these, this music i just can't enjoy them anymore come as you are is one breed is another one lithium is another one paul is another one and they're Whoa. all in a row and i just can't listen to these songs anymore like i, I just Whoa. i have reached my uh i've reached my fuck limit what was yeah. that Chappelle was talking about in that pimp book oh, yeah. I've, re- I've reached my dick limit but, on these songs i can't possibly like there's I, no, i'm not there's gonna le- there's no fucks left to there's get. no fucks left and it's not that i dislike any of them although i kind of dislike lithium to be honest except for like the the verses i think the verses are cool but the song i've never really liked but i'm not gonna diss any of these songs I have just reached my fuck limit and I will never listen to them again. Like I can't, I just can't. Damn. Yeah. Um, also I missed my chance to say the word mulatto to piss off Daniel. Oh, oh wait, why would it piss him off? I don't know. He got angry one time when I said it. <laughs> I so- mean, it's a little, a little archaic, Alex. <laughs> we, don't, we don't call mixed people mulattoes so much anymore. No, no, but it's in the song. So and it is, it, it, it is. has pissed him off one time. So I just wanted to do that. Cause I know he'll be listening. But yeah. um, when we were talking about accolades, this took the number one spot for Michael Jackson. That's fucking insane. Hilarious. Hilarious. That would never happen. No rock band is ever going to be number one ever again, unless it's like this imagining dragons bullshit. Um, (laughs) And then, yeah, we talked a little bit about um, Dave. Some people might know. Dave Grohl, he's in the band now. You're right, right, right. Enter King Buzzo introduced them after after he left Scream. Yep, he left. I don't know why he left Scream or what year exactly, but <laughs> it was the best thing that could happen. It was to the him. best thing that could have ever happened to him. So not only is is Dave an amazing addition to the band, it he fits like a fucking glove. And I've said this about his drumming in the past, where he's one of my favorite drummers specifically because you know it's him, and he doesn't. Go crazy. He's doing exactly what he needs to. It's always impressive. It never sounds like he's not hitting hard. It, it just has this weird, he has this, this very 
uh, unique cadence to the way he plays. Let me, let me say this about Dave Grohl. Uh, you know, probably famous for hitting hard. Yeah. Big flams, big, yeah. big drum sound. I just think he's smart. He's very smart. Yeah. You get to a song like Lithium where there's these quiet parts and he's just playing what's appropriate. Yeah. So even though he has this like image of being this hard hitting power drummer, I think he's just smart. He's just a smart. Drummer. He's just a musician. Yeah. That's just all it is. Like, do you want to be the guy who plays or do you want to play? There's a very, very very different. Each of these guys is so fucking awesome for this band. Chris is who's Chris now. He changed a. I'm. I'm. I'm I'll call him whatever the fuck I want. He's a fucking um, some sort of uh, European uh, Danish something, uh, not Polish. Maybe Polish. Well, because uh, I think his first name now is like more ethnic to whatever he is. But Chris, dude, perfect basis for this band. He. It's like. He's essentially the lead guitar while Kurt is rhythm. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. his bass lines are so fucking really interesting for one. And in songs like obviously lounge act, it's like, Oh, he carries that shit or on a plane carries that fucking, they're, they're both great songs, but Chris fucking he's, he shines dude. It, yeah. I, I like lounge act because it's one of the few songs that, um, even though they have these, these fun parts that can be played on the radio, like lounge act, the music is relatively upbeat for once. I always thought it had more of a minor quality to it, a little bit on the darker side. Mm, you're probably right because you're uh, a little more, a uh, little more educated in the music theories. I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's just, it's just how it makes you feel is really what all that matters. But like that's that song specifically, I was so obsessed with that song as a kid. I I got called out by a teacher for singing it in class like yeah. for a long time without stopping. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're being annoying. Stop that. Yeah, like, cut the shit out. Yeah, I, that well, that, that teacher is a, was a total bitch. She's dead now. Thank thankfully, uh, but something in the way. One, one of, of their best acoustics. One of the best songs ever. Also, also, some people are going to be like, but Alex, on Neutral Milk Hotel, I thought you said singing about semen is funny. And it is funny. Kurt was a funnier guy. Kurt was. So the reason why I'm, I'm so I still went back. I went back to being floored by him as a, as a person because of his not just the, the humility, but like the, the clear, very obvious uh, discomfort that he had while being talked to and also how naturally funny and just like. He was never not he's authentic. A, he's just a guy. Yeah. He's the most. There was nothing about any of it that wasn't like what he would always do. Like him talking in an interview, you could tell like, oh, him. He, that's just how he is when he talks to a, a new person. Like, yeah, it makes it makes it seem that much more relatable. But his so his lyrics are a great example of that like really well written in terms of being um, not poetic in a sense. I'm not. I guess they can be, but like I mean. Uh, how you would you would like a, the way Vonnegut writes, which sure. super conversational, super digestible. Uh, there's a lot of the lexicon in there. There's a lot of you know. There's also yeah some obscure, uh, absurd like absurd stuff. Like yeah, and the, the, they can be silly and also really a lot of puns and stuff. So it's it's so they're always really smart like that. It's always felt he was much much funnier. The songs are. Like even come as you are and the whole, you know, swear I don't have a gun part. Like that's oh, yeah. clever. That's funny. Yeah. And or like, yeah, in bloom was like written as foreshadowing, like 
Like a lot of people think they were su- a sub pop band, which they were, but they signed to um, Giffen. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, they like were like, "Hey, this is our big album. We might hit it big. Wouldn't it be funny mm. if we wrote this like ironic song yeah. about you know being super super famous yeah. or like yeah he or I I'm blanking on the main court, but yeah, uh, he's, he's the one who likes all the yeah, yeah. all the pretty yeah likes to shoot his gun but yeah. he doesn't know, know what it means don't know yeah. hey don't know what it means yeah so yeah. uh yeah like they very very self aware in that aspect I I do like that on the streaming version um and even though I don't think it fits the rest of the album but I really enjoy endless nameless it is their fucking crazy song i love it, it i've it, always loved it. it feels like some foreshadowing i don't know if it was done like hey this is more where we want to go or if it was just a song i think it at was the just time. i think a song at the time because they, they did play it live a lot yeah and really good underrated underrated song for a band that fucking hit machine yeah the the, the riffs are just basically noise uh and like each the book guitar and bass are like down tuned like Mm-hmm. So they're they're flapping and buzz. The strings are flapping and buzzing all over the place. It's just complete and utter chaos. Tons of feedback. Very fucking cool. Little long, little long, but I still love it. Yeah. Also, uh, before we move on, these motherfuckers decided not to tour to support this. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. What a fucking power move! It worked. <laughs> yeah. It probably this drove up. Like you're the biggest band in the world and you're not fucking touring. So it's like this fever pitch of yeah. like everyone wants to see you, but everyone. they can't see you. Yeah. Dude, Insane. It's genius. Insane. I didn't know that. But uh, so does this, I mean, cause there's still so much to talk about with all these songs. It, uh, is it, I, th- I, I believe Drainy was like Kurt's favorite song on the record. I remember he, I think my brother told me that mm-hmm. semi recently. Uh, as soon as, because I mean, I mean, Territory Pissings is also really good. It's the most, it's the fastest, angriest, feedbackiest yes, song on there. And that's why I, another reason I said second half, second half nails it with every one of their albums pretty much. Because starting from Territorial Pissings, I'm just on board. Like, sure. st- yeah, because On a Plane is one of the most underrated Nirvana songs. Uh, th- again, doesn't get uh, as nearly as much credit as it, as it yeah. deserves. Uh, something in the way, same, same. The, those fucking cellos. Hey man, fucking oh! That's in a Batman trailer now. Is it? Yeah, I hate it. The art packs, Batman. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Oh man, stop ruining fucking music! God damn it! I think it's one of the laziest. I'm so tired of of pop songs in movie trailers. Yeah, end it. Yeah, petition. Please. I I digress though. Uh, but yeah, like the whole yeah. So it's just. Yeah, this is my least favorite because I can't listen to it anymore. Not because it's a bad album. It's really, it's kind of fucking. It's one of the, it's one of the w- most well paced albums ever written. It's it's, it's just, one of the greatest albums ever. It really is. It really <laughs> is one of the greatest albums ever. I just can't listen to it anymore, except for lounge acting on a plane and something in the way. Hey, fuck it, drain you too. And then let's name it. You know what? Fucking take it back. It's great album. <laughs> this motherfucker. This motherfucker. He had an easy out for this one, and he went with the unpopular opinion, dude. But it's just how I feel, dude. I can't help it. Uh, so yeah, Alex's best and many of yours. I would I would imagine. Uh, change the world. Change the world. But yes. it's time to move on to yes. a little bit of a compilation. a little bit of a, a side street, if you will. This is uh, 1992's Incesticide. 
this is a banger of a song. Hell yeah. That again, this like you said, it holds up with the rest of Nirvana. Yep. Now, what year was this single released, if you know? Uh, once. Originally. One second. This was released 1990. 1990, okay, yeah. Yeah, this is a, a great song. Another one frequent live tracks, if I remember correctly. Man, I've heard this chorus ripped off so many fucking times. Have you? So many times. I can't, I can't name them because I, I forgot, but every time you have like, oh, okay, it's Dive. It's just yeah. Dive, dude. Metal bands, too, if I remember correctly, too. Uh, so this comp, very nostalgic for me. Good comp. Uh, if you didn't know, it's a comp if someone or if you've been living under a rock or and you're just like getting in your Nirvana, wouldn't even know. Yeah. Wouldn't even know. Feels like an album. Ton of covers. Ton of covers. And obviously, production wise, you're going to hear some dips and some not too many. There's not a, a whole lot of uh, discrepancy between each one, but there is it was like, you can tell when it's a different drummer at times because there's like three different drummers on this record. Or four, I think, because uh, yeah, I think Dave yeah, is yeah. Dave is on a couple too. Yeah, yeah. So you have Chad, Dave, uh, Dale, one other, one other Vato, Dan Peters. There we go. On Sliver, Sliver, yeah, Sliver. By the way, that is that song's weird. It, it's weird, but it makes me happy when I hear it. It sounds like Nirvana covering Weezer. Yeah, way, way before Weezer. Uh, but it's that's an also another layer to them because like they were fucking poppy. Kurt wrote poppy fucking songs because, hey, I like this too. Why not? It's my band. Exactly. I, I, dude, I love that so much. It makes me so happy because I remember being in bands, bands that I led where I wrote all the music and I couldn't bring certain songs. Like I can't mm. play this song because they're going to be like it's gay or it's too. It doesn't really fit the the, the whole mood or theme of what we're doing like like fuck you why not like, yeah why not just have all the styles why the what the fuck well, you're putting yourself in a box what's wrong with you you're putting you're putting baby in his own corner that's that do makes it. no sense yeah yeah just be that weird band yes. from the get-go from the get-go so sliver makes me fucking happy and then stain's badass too by the way i don't know that's just some like straightforward sludge right yeah there. yeah that's uh uh interesting song now like when i was listening to it i didn't like listen to devo until later in oh, right. life. another uh turnaround, turnaround which is funny because that's a b-side for devo and yeah. it continues it stayed a b-side <laughs> yeah yeah stayed it, a b-side even covered it stayed a b-side what, uh, what was the b what was the a-side for turnaround originally uh, uh the devo version not the nirvana I don't even know because I was I was like, why do I remember this song? We did Devo episode three. I don't I don't think we I made us listen to that that weird album towards the end that had some of their oh it might have been on there. It might have been yeah. on there, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's a good cover. It's a really good cover. It's fucking heavy as shit. It Super was, fuzzy. Uh, I think it's the B side for Freedom of Choice. Oh really? Yeah. Holy shit! That's prime. That's prime Devo. Yeah, prime Devo. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Some, I don't think, I don't, I, I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't think I like the Vaselines. Really, I like all these, all the songs they cover. I like them all, and I like them all in a weird way because 
not only is this, they're the, not bad. Yeah. They're not bad. I just, this I, is out of the main four Nirvana albums, not counting the unreleased stuff. I think this is the most nostalgic for me, this mm-hmm. album, because I don't know what it is about those, those songs that stuck with me so much. Like, Molly's lips, especially like hearing, remember, remembering conversations about with my dad hearing it for the first time, him being really confused. Mm-hmm. And plus, they're always so poppy and nice, and I, I I'm all, I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it. Also, uh, you said you did not care for Polly. Uh, I was neutral about that song going in. I don't care for that. Has to be their most played song. It is their most played song, and I really hate it. I've, yeah. I've grown to really hate Polly and New Wave Polly. This version, no different. I don't like yeah, this version. This either. is the faster, more fast rock version. Yeah, and it's crazy that out of all the songs, this is the song that has a million different different versions yeah. on it. By the way, uh, again, just like the the rest of the albums, second half fucking steals it for me. Second half. Interesting. Fucking beeswax, dude. Dude, he sounds hammered. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm sure he might be. It's so disgusting. It's so fun. There, There's some Mexican seafood and Aero Zeppelin kind yeah. of feel like first draft songs for me. Like, I can hear it. I think they're good, but I think they could be better. Mexican seafood it has the basically the same main riff as Ben Sun. And I, I mean, I don't even like Ben Sun. Actually, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so over that song. I like Mexican seafood more, but again, I get what you're saying. It's not only love it, uh, but Aero Zeppelin, I think is, I think is pretty fucking cool. I like that main riff a lot too. It's there, real paranoid sounding. The, uh, the ride symbol specifically yeah. is like uncharacteristically uncharac- like real tingy. It's, it's very, song. it's very pristine for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think we gotta have a whole long conversation about Hairspray Queen. D- what what about it? Do you what know? is it? <laughs> it's it's I've always I was always confused about that song as a kid. I I really like it now, but it is the most like you show that to anybody and they're like, oh, this band is stupid and bad. <laughs> um that that is the only time I would probably use the term funk. There's some funky stuff going on there. Yeah. There's some um, I don't think I've ever heard him talking about it publicly, but there's like no way Kurt didn't like the birthday party. Um, oh, yes. It had to be. There's some birthday party vibes. That song is wild. Yeah. If you just the vocal line alone, if uh, for some reason you're weird like us and you like the birthday party, you might you might like that song. Episode 33. Get to all the plugs. in this we, episode. we covered every one of his favorite bands. Yeah. But also as weird and wacky and, and ridiculous as that song is like halfway through it just gets badass and it changes completely I, and it gets real real kind of I, like the same type of darkness as bleach this, yeah. uh, that same style i think i gotta play a little bit of yeah, it now already again great baseline that baseline is a waterbed <laughs> yeah And then, yeah, there's that, like, distorted funk stuff. Yeah. It's like, I want to make the the least pleasing song of the year that I possibly can. Let's let's do this. (laughs) I still like it. uh, Yeah, it's pretty rad. Pretty rad. I want just a little bit of that vocal because it's so fucking absurd. It's so absurd. 
There we go. Nirvana was a weird band, people. If yeah. anybody's only heard the hits, they were a weird band. That's weird, why I fucking love them so much. Weird band. To me, the banger on here is aneurysm. Aneurysm is, a, is one of their best. Yeah. This version, this non-live version with those backup vocals make me laugh so hard. On aneurysm? Yeah. Because like, honestly, I heard this version... I heard so many live versions of that song as a kid before this version. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden hearing back and there's no, there's none of those backup vocals live or just, they're not as audible. They, and I'm pretty sure it's Dave doing them. Uh, they make me laugh, make me laugh. Still a great song. Uh, but also last thing I'll mention big long now, big long now is uh sorry. It, big long like, yawn. Yeah. It's ironic. Cause uh, that's like, it's, it feels never ending. It's terrifying. Yeah. I love it. I love it though. It's, Again, that those they're I, spooky. They're but, spooky ass lines. But again, I don't hate anything. Like I don't yeah. even yeah, even the stuff I'm like, it's okay. Like I much rather listen to these okay songs over so many other ones. I imagine uh casual people, people that uh I, I imagine this being everyone's worst. If you're just looking at the first four studio albums yeah. or, or like the you know, yeah. canon stuff. I imagine this being a lot of people's worst just because there's so many covers. The styles are all over the place, but it's precisely why I like it. It's mm-hmm. also like one of the, I have some fun ass memories of this one. Uh, I still dig it. Still dig it. Nice. So let's move on to the last studio album. Uh, this is a, this is another, so many, so many things to talk about with this album. So yes. many things to say, but this is 1993's In Utero. This fucking song, dude. Oh, I get I get chills every time I hear this song. Yeah. So I love this song. I don't think it should have been the opener though. I I can't disagree with you. I disagree with you, but I can't really argue against you. Yeah. Yeah. I get I get it. No, I like this song a lot, but I think if you swap around this with uh, Scentless, there's, I have a lot to say about yeah. the track listing of this album. God, I love this song so much. For the most part, though, after that, I think it, it flows perfectly. I disagree uh, so badly. Who would have thought this would be? Who would have thought? This is the one we're getting into it. This, oh, that bass line. Oh. I, oh, okay. Yeah. Chris, Chris is a, a fucking genius bass player. I think for this, he, his, oh my God. So personal favorite. I had a feeling. I had personal a feeling. favorite. It is probably one of the prettiest sounding noisiest. I think this is one of the, I think this, in my opinion, my personal opinion, probably the best produced album I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, production wise. It's, it's this. And Goat by the Jesus Lizard, which is both Steve Albini. Also, it's uh, it's funny, you know, because this is how I, like, found Steve Albini. Yeah, uh, many people. <laughs> big Black. But uh, original, like, they weren't, like, totally content with the Albini mixes. They had to bring someone else in to to get it there. That, so it's, not, that happened with Fugazi also. Yes. All bands that we've covered, by the way. Uh, th- so it's, uh, it's, it's funny that... Uh, 
Yeah, and not taking anything away well, from also, him. It's just funny he gets, it seems like he gets all the credit when that's not. Well, also, he almost went fucking bankrupt because of this album. Tell me you got you, you got that stuff written down. No, I don't. Oh, really? I didn't. This album ruined Steve Albini. Jesus it, Christ. It almost, yeah, he almost went bankrupt. Because this is not a K-Rock mainstream 1993 production style R- at all. Rumor has it the label considered it unreleasable. Yeah. They did. And it's because they're fucking retarded. <laughs> dude, dude, this is such a gorgeous sound. You feel those drums like they're right behind you. Yeah. How, how is this not the most ideal way to record any kind of three-piece rock band? So it drives me up the wall for one. <laughs> and the fact that everyone was cons- was calling it this like the worst. Like they, 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 they were also conspiracy theorists saying that Kurt did it on purpose to not be like he made it sound like shit on purpose because he didn't want it to do well even though it sounds gorgeous like how is that even that's, that, how that's, does it compute? that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard yeah that that was a thing that people said so obviously it got steel being a lot of bad press people were you know trashing mm. him completely which is it's so much it's like i'm saying it's it's so much more extra so much more extra it's so much doubly stupid because of if you just listen to it you hear that it sounds nice. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's, I, Especially the, you know, the prettier songs like Penny Royalty, All Apologies. Like, they're so, yeah. as pleasant as you can get for, yeah. like, so, Nirvana. But. Okay, so you're saying you really like the flow after, I, after the first two tracks. Yeah, and I think the first two tracks are bangers. Um and then, like, I love the, like, Francis Farmer track. And then you kind of get, like, there's this perfect palate cleanser with dumb. And then it, like, cranks it up with very ape. Yeah. Milk it. Oh, And yeah. then you get, you get one, so you, a little. You, you like the journey, like the the, the road, the, the bumpy it's, road. It's written like one of their songs, Loud Quiet. It, indeed. Loud, yeah. So here's why I don't. I'm, why I think this is their worst paced album. I still think, again, back half is I think is superior in, in every way, but like, okay. It's not that the stylistic choices of like when you throw in the, the, the more quiet songs, mm-hmm. I don't, I like, I mean, on paper, it's, it works. It's the song specifically that they chose to go loud and quiet that I have a problem with because I like Silence, uh sorry, so the servants as, as an opener, it's, way different from from teen spirit it is yes not, and i think that's like a brilliant choice like you yeah. started out with this crazy headbanger with this album go a little bit more melodic a little bit more mellow mid-paced mm-hmm. but scentless scentless apprentice i think I, so i'm so angry because <laughs> i have in my head what a significantly better track listing is it's service servants and then track two fucking very ape then milk mm. it then then fucking dumb like so, still going with the loud, quiet, loudest of sure. But the songs that are more to the point, because uh, Silence Apprentice is you know crazy abrasive and very cool, but it drags with that main riff. I think way too long, and for 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 it being track two, I think it kind of derails everything for me. And also, Heart Shape Box, I like it. It's a great song. I think it's extremely overrated. It's again, I. It's a gigantic fucking hit, and um, I said it before, but again, speaks to girls' sensibilities where if he needs to play quiet, he will play quiet. Not to mention the production on those drums is is just... That's another reason. Yeah, that's another reason I'm like, I... 
I don't know. I still, I still think it's a great. It's a song. great. No, it's a great song. But I didn't. I, I just. I, I honestly, I have one small gripe with the entire song. Yeah, what's just that? A little bit too long. A little bit too long. Because mm. it's the, most of these songs are just kind of like the same two riffs. I n- I never even noticed how long that song was. Till yeah. you said that yeah. right now. It's a little. I, it's a little lengthy. It's a little lengthy. But okay. Number one problem. Number one song I hate. And maybe in their entire entire discography, rate me. I hate that song. That is a. That it's is, track four. It's right at the fucking beginning. I don't hate it. I think it's a good song. Uh, as a as a ute. Mm-hmm. That that's an edgelord song. It's an edgelord song. Yeah, you're just putting that song on to piss people off. I like that song. It's I, you're, for sure, I like that song as a small child. Way before I was taught the definition of rape, so I'd be singing that song, oh, and it was a problem. It was a problem. <laughs> and um, but after that, like Francis Farmer, uh, I I like it. I think I I honestly think I like it more just because it comes after rape me, and I hate mm-hmm. that song so much. But then dumb, I think is uh. Again, one of, very one, of best pretty, one of the best songs. Very pretty song. Um, Gorgeous. Those cellos, dude. Dude, fuck me in the ass, man. Those cellos all over the album are such fucking smart arrangements. I'm so like, I, I'm mad that it's not ordered in a different way because I love these songs. I think I gave it um, personal favorite because I love me the one two punch of radio friendly unit shifter. With Tourette's. That is just yeah. aggro, noisy shit. Like if if you had like milk it yeah. without Petty Royal, damn, that's this three fucking I love Milk It so much. I love very so much. Radio Friendly Unit Shifter. I wrote to, I was so mad at at uh Silence Apprentice being tracked too that I was like, very this should have been tracked too. And then Radio Unit comes out. I'm like, this should have been tracked too. <laughs> like honestly, like if that was earlier in the album, I think it would have helped the keep up the energy a lot better. You you can tell those are like those two songs are like purposely in the back. Yeah. For, for the the normies. But it's just so good. It's so fucking hooky, man. God damn. And it's a simple, like again, simple riffs that are changed completely by his vocal hooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, with not to go back to dumb, but it's the, uh, the, the main riff of dumb four chords, not entirely unlike smells like teen spirit. Yeah. Very similar. And then you add in the vocal line and it's a, it's a different song, different, completely different animal. Uh, everything on here does that pretty much. Even like the really crazy stuff like Tourette's where he, he's just screaming, but the cadence that he's screaming gives it a personality. Again, going back to what you were saying, like this man knows how to work the noisy yeah. aspects of songs. Uh, and also, needless to say, the feedback is is here in louder than ever mm-hmm. and as integrated as ever, where you where you feel like the feedback is a part of the song, like the, the intro to Tourette's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that feedback is. <laughs> yeah, you need it. You, you need it. Yeah, yeah you can't yeah. cover it without the feedback. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Penny Royalty, to be honest. Not a huge fan. Don't like that chorus. Just, I don't know. Not for me. All apologies. Great song, but it's my least favorite closer that they've ever done. Anyway, yeah. I think it's a perfect closer. Um, it's a, it's their happiest closer, too. I think um, because of this kind of took on a life of its own on, on the Unplugged album. Yeah. That may be... The, we'll we'll get into it right now, but yeah, it's just like to me that album changes so many things, including how I oh yeah consume it their, a lot of stuff their discography. So Th- this album made me pretty sad because 
just hearing how how great the crazy stuff came out, how it was produced exactly the way that it needed to be produced with this, you know, big in the room echoey feel to it, especially with the drums sounding massive. So the noisy stuff was like, oh my God, they, they were really, he was really making as, I mean, I, I still like the bleach era stuff more, but this is just as good. Like in terms of being dark, really sinister sounding and chaotic, it was, it was just as fucking good. I mean, I, I gave it personal favorite. I think this is like not just because it's their last studio yeah. album, but like this is like their final form. Arguably, you know, they they would have changed a lot. Yeah, I. I it, but it, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's just the pretty stuff, the noisy stuff. It's all here. It's it's not all played out to the effect that Nevermind is. Yeah. So this is five out of five stars. It, it pains me to think about how crazy they could have, they could have gone on the on the next one, uh, had that had that been the case. Because fuck, man. Yeah, no, it's a uh, yeah. Pe- people love to to speculate, but yeah, and I yeah, it makes me sad to speculate. So I'm gonna uh, stop. Uh, yeah, yeah, fucking a. But yeah, Alex's personal favorite, and now we got a couple more. These are basically extra credit stuff, bonus stuff. This is we have been at this episode a while already, but. It's episode 90, baby. Yeah, baby. So 1994's MTV Unplugged in New York. Probably the first like live album we've chose to yeah. include. We've done other things where it's like they had songs tacked on. Yeah, live, half of it was live. Or this, there were some new songs. This is like... Straight up a live album. Yes. And there it is. About a girl with E major. Yeah. And yeah, I just... This is considered one of the greatest live albums ever. It is. It, and it fucking is. Yeah. Um, for, uh, for the youngins... MTV Unplugged was this thing that was supposed to be kind of exposed bands. Yeah. This intimate setting. But I think, like, most notoriously, you had Kiss come in and do it like a big rock show. Yeah. And for some reason, people thought that was okay. People like money, dude. And it was just like artists missing the point yeah. of it. I think Nirvana was the first band that understood the concept. They didn't want to do the whole player hits because, well, they didn't play any hits on this except for one song. Yeah, really. At the time, one. Yeah. Um, okay. So, sorry, but worst. I, you're crazy. And guess you're what? Crazy. And guess what? I you're fucking. Not only insane. do I love this album, <laughs> but this one almost made me cry when I was re- re-watching it and re-listening to it. I was like, I really love this. You're fucking insane. But if I have to give it worse, you're insane. If I have to give something worse, definitely. Again, because, again, you have you have an out on this episode not to do these things, and I refuse, and I refuse, <laughs> and I'll go into why I refuse when we get to it. But this one, uh, all of the. All the songs that that have been transformed by these versions, I like less than the original. Pretty much I, every single one. I I fucking disagree. I almost gave this personal favorite. I had a feeling. I had a feeling in my my soul that he might give this one personal favorite. Yeah. Give me your case. Give me your case. I just like, man, the way it is recorded, 
And the decisions to do mostly covers, stay away from the hits. It's this one of the prettiest albums. It is a genius thing to do for a band that they for the band that they were. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and then if if you if you're a listener, you have Apple Music. They have like watch the fucking video. What? Yeah, I would say I, watch watch the full unedited performance. It is so much more worth it. I I don't know if it was you or someone else. Someone their gripe with this album is you can't hear the banter. Oh, it wasn't mine, but I, okay. So some I'm thinking of someone. Yeah. They didn't like that on the on the album original album. You can't really hear the banter. You're it's just a lot of it's edited out too, yeah. and it's it's real low on the on the video the video album. You can hear the banter, yeah. and it's it's fucking great because yeah, it it's great. this very like somber setting. But they they have these moments of lev- levity on there. Oh, it made me appreciate and fall in love with the Kurt all over again, like I was a kid. Yeah, because. The motherfucker was so charismatic and funny, which is he was clearly just being himself. He was not being a musician. He was not being a rock star. He was just turning every once in a while, he would turn to Chris and Dave and he was like, he's like, you remember that thing where and they start talking about a thing and the joke yeah. and the audience is laughing because they're just listening to a podcast. Essentially, they're just listening to some dudes talking yeah. and joking around. And it, it, it again, it had added to the intimacy of it, it added to the, the complete authenticity of who they, they were. Also, yeah, like you like you said earlier, there were fights about with the producers because yeah. um, I forget which song came out as I think all apologies didn't come out as a single yet. Yeah, it wasn't a hit yet. Yeah. So the only hit they're playing is come as you are. That is the and, only hit. And yes. Time. And yeah, there was there was arguments with yeah. with the uh, with the producers because it's like, how are we supposed to show this on? TV? Exactly. And the whole point was like, well. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you. This all they do. All these bands unplugged series. The whole thing is we come in and we just play all our greatest hits. And like, well, that's fucking. That's not what we do. It, yeah, it defeats the purpose. This is like I would buy way more live albums if it was like we are doing something very different. Yeah, with our with our music. This is, you know, there are things you can't get on albums here. I like. I love. The meat puppets section. Oh, it's, it's phenomenal. And um, earlier, like on Bleach, you were talking about his songwriting abilities. I think his abilities to take these meat puppet oh, songs. Not just meat puppet. Every cover on here, he makes. He, they they make. That's yeah. That's true. I mean, they've the the Bowie cover also cheating a little bit. Not technically unplugged, but it fucking works. Yeah. Well, he he was like I read he was an insecure about really going fully unplugged. So he had his um he had his Fender there. He was kind of yeah. like hidden in uh as a, a monitor, and he had his pedal board there. But uh, yeah, I mean, you only use it sparingly. But also, also, I just think it it uh speaks to. I'm not like I know you're a bigger fan. I'm not like huge into them yet, but um. I just think it speaks to like what good songwriters the Meat Puppets are. They're, they're phenomenal. Have you ever have you heard Meat Puppets too? Uh back in the day, it's been yeah. a long time, yeah. but yeah, I, that's every, where all these songs. All are these off. Meat Puppet songs are off uh, Meat Puppets' second album. It is it is one of my favorite albums ever. I think it's phenomenal. It is not these versions. No, 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 no. Like, completely different. Completely, they're 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 different. Uh, so on on these songs, they had Kurt and Chris Kirkwood of the Meat Puppets. On there, Kurt is the singer from Me Puppets, and he is not a good singer in any slightest stretch of the imagination. <laughs> he almost does it. He almost does yeah, that. He almost like voice is cracking. Squeaks a lot. Sorry for spitting on you. And 
Austin, that guy spits too. I've seen interviews oh, with yeah. that guy. Uh, <laughs> it's a weird coincidence. And so hearing these versions, Kurt is just singing and it really changes the whole thing to hear his voice on these phenomenally written songs. Mm-hmm. Not that the originals aren't amazing, but Kurt's voice is a lot easier on the ears. I'll yeah, say that. I think um, Cobain's performance on Lake of Fire is just fucking killer. Yeah. Um, Plateau is so beautiful. It's great. Great. Um, yeah, I think like I wouldn't fuck with the track listing at all. I think there's this this, uh, you know, with hindsight, knowing that, you know, Kurt would die soon after this. There is just something about this version of Where Did You Sleep Last Night. It is disturbing almost. It It kills me. It kills me pretty bad. It's one of the most beautiful haunting songs ever. And I'm I'm so glad they did it because I don't like the the other version later. Um, Oh, and there are more demos later. Yeah. 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 So I am just like that song alone. To me, it warrants listening this, to this album. It warrants the the entire existence of this thing because of how crazy of a last performance it is. Uh, well, not last uh, ever, but like last for you know this. Also, some of the banter you don't get um, that I think is that you do get on the like yeah. uncut one is the tidbit that uh, Lead Belly's estate was trying to sell Cobain the yeah. guitar. Uh, I forget how much. And no, I think it's on the on the on the, the audio version as well. But it's probably real quiet. But yeah, yeah he's like, that's too. Ex-. So he asks Geffen, and like this motherfucker, David Geffen. Yeah, this is one of your biggest acts. Yeah. Well, they were trying to sell him the guitar for five hundred thousand yeah. dollars. To be fair, that's a lot of money. <laughs> I bet you Nirvana made David Geffen way more. Way way more for sure. For I sure. think he could have. Speaking of he the, he could have sprung for it. I think he could have, but. Good thing he did because Kurt would die very soon after. <laughs> but the 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 thing about the banter, uh, uh, when Kurt and Chris Kirkwood were are taking the stage, some asshole yells "Freebird" from the audience, and he, it made me so happy to see this. Uh, Kurt, Kurt Kurt Cobain's uh, clearly clearly unamused response, and he just says, "I was waiting for it," because yeah. it proves it proves that people have been using that same bullshit hack joke for decades and it wasn't even funny then yeah it was never been funny that, and there's always one asshole that screams out freebird at every show that that's the worst part about it is people yelling out songs i well he was asking like is there any requests and he was uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, even even people being like radio friendly unit shifter yeah like the noise i'm just like shut up well there was one person that yelled uh, sliver and then they started then Chris started playing the bass yeah, and, they, do it. and they're like they started considering it later on but he's like ah, I don't want to scream it what it, do we do yeah they play a little bit of uh I think they play a little bit of Sweet Home Alabama yeah yeah, yeah. um also something crazy about this which I really like appreciate and would assume bands were talent enough to do but apparently not one take Oh yeah. yeah, it was it was performance. It was a live performance. Like it was yeah. straight through. It was just like any other show. Yeah, no other band did one 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 yeah. one take unplugs, which again, the the authenticity of it. Like, listen, we're not fucking Hollywood guys. Just let us play music. Jesus also, Christ. Also, yeah, they wanted them to do an encore. And they were Kirk like, got in a fight with the producer. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, no, this that was perfect. And he's fucking right. He said, Yeah, like I can't t- possibly top that performance. I can't do it. And my God, the fact, not even if it wasn't a mediocre performance, say where did you sleep last night was fine. It wasn't amazing. The fact is like, no, 
no encore. The fact that there was no encore for this last thing that was released by them, it it somehow feels more important. Yeah, more important. like it, it, it does. It, done. it does. Done. Yeah, and I like the notion of no encores. I really do. Yeah, so do I. Like, what is that? Five minutes you wasted. You could have got one more song in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, fucking. I I fucking love it. Uh, <laughs> um, I you're you're a madman. I think it's yeah. So uh, speaking of cliche sayings, Mike woke up and shows violence. Today. I did, I did. But the, okay, <laughs> so him again. I didn't. I, I've been gushing about how much I like this album, and how much it movie, dude. It put me on a fucking spiral reading about his death after oh, I watched it. I was yeah. so sad, like for a whole night. Uh, just looking, just it's I'll, it's I'll, heavy shit. Also, it's like his idea for he was like, I want like black candles and stargazer lilies, and they're like, like chandelier. A, yeah, they're like like a funeral, and he's like, yeah, like a funeral. exactly like a funeral. Uh, yeah, like, oh, I mean, you you can call it foreshadowing. It wasn't no, no, no it, it was, was too just, long ago. It, it was just he's just a depressed guy. And he it, likes aesthetic. I appreciate that. I'm the it, same. It, yeah, even if he didn't end up coming, it this plays into the the, the aesthetic. Exactly, of it, yeah. exactly. Uh, so I'll, I'll give the reasons why I gave it worst and why I think it is by logic the def the definition of well by a very faint flimsy logic the worst out okay what are the songs that are the most transformed by the them being live i would say like uh on a plane uh if i'm i mean there's not I a guess, lot of solid original songs on here honestly I guess about come a, as you are uh, about a girl about a girl it's it's yeah close enough uh so those songs specifically I can't take it come as you are at all. And this version, I hate even more. I hate even more than original. So I'm that's done. Wow. On a plane. I love that song. And this version is great. I don't like how they took away the drums in that breakdown. Mm. I love the drums in that breakdown. See, simple little, little bullshit. Little, I'm nitpicking yeah, here. I'm yeah. nitpicking uh, something in the way. I don't like the way he picks the main riff compared to the original. I'll hey. Damn. When all the instruments and they have a, I don't remember the, the cellist name that they have. Oh, Laurie, um, Laurie Gold's, Goldstone. Uh, she's great. I'm glad she's on here. She made also, all the difference on here. Also, this is like my introduction to, to Pat Smear. Pat Smear. <laughs> the world's introduction to Pat Smear. Is, yeah, is yeah. The, one of the world germs. Uh, yeah, fuck am I well, talking about? I mean, most at the time, I don't think people. Yeah, it was just kind of LA. The germs are like a big punk band, but yeah. like mainstream. Yeah. It, it's so wild. One of the most like unhinged punk rock guys yep. recorded one of the most beautiful live albums yes <laughs> beautiful and also the the fact that cobain brought on chris and kurt from meat puppets is amazing and i think he, got, he didn't have to not only did he not have to they the produ producers didn't want him to they're like fucking no yeah Bring they, on eddie vetter some other bullshit guy that people like sorry he, but like yeah or like uh, someone with a name uh, Tori Amos. Tori Amos. Yeah. yeah, was the other name they, th they threw around. And it's like, but I'm not playing songs like theirs. I'm not playing their yeah. songs. Like, well, I like these guys. These guys inspired me. Like, they're cool. Fine. I don't hate Tori Amos or Eddie Vedder, but also, on, dude. also, he has like the the mind of a pro wrestling booker where it's like, we're this gigantic band. We can expose our friends. Expose our friends. Exactly. To the mainstream. So that is amazing that he brought them on. And then also, so this album did, did a thing that I hate, that I'm so mad that it did. It made 
people, it made people think that all these songs were Nirvana songs and not Meat Puppet songs. And the Man of Solar World, David Bowie is world famous, and they think this is a Nirvana song. Yeah. How how the fuck do you do pull that one off? That's amazing. And there's the, the most baffling part about that <laughs> is that at the end of the song, he says this that was a David, David Bowie, Bowie song. song. Like, wh- <laughs> how in the world does that happen? Where you explicitly state in the song, hey, this is someone else's, and they're like, no, that's yours, dude. That's totally yours. People are stupid. And yeah, I think uh I think with that song you had the a like all along the watchtower effect where right, right. where think- they just fucking killed it so hard that people think it's a Nirvana song, even though he says it's a David Bowie. Yeah. Also the cover of Jesus Army for a Sunbeam, you said you don't want the Vaseline. How do you feel about that one? It's okay. I also it's a um like he said, it's it's a traditional song, but they it's do a it variation. They, yeah. yeah, they do the, the Vaseline. So not bad. And, uh, and yeah, it's only like one Vaseline song. It so. is one Vaseline song. That song almost made me cry again. Oh, I love awesome. watching Chris play accordion, dude. It's so yeah. pleasant. It's so nice. It's very nostalgic. As I keep saying over and over again, reminds me a lot of my childhood. And it's so fucking it's Vaseline. It's so fucking poppy and happy. Yeah, and like, oh, man, this is nice. Super nice. And then it's juxtaposed with the heart-wrenching menace of the world after that. So, yeah. Uh, but again, I don't like Penny Royalty. I don't like any version of Penny Royalty. I don't like Polly. I don't like Come As You Are. Uh, and it's there, it's just live versions of songs we already have. And I always like the originals better, including all the covers, except for uh, the Lead Belly one, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, but all the the meat puppet songs, I like all those original versions better. I like Man of Soul the World. I like the David Bowie version better. Uh, I, so I just have to give it have to give it worst. I just think this is like its own thing. I'm not like trying to compare. Like I I know I know it's it's gonna yeah. happen. They're cover songs. And it's li- I, li- I literally listened to it after hearing all the original. So I, I kind of that that natural comparison just happened. I this yeah I just think they succeed at. We're Nirvana. We're going to take all these cover songs and make them for better, for worse. If you're Mike, yeah, we're going to make them Nirvana songs. And they did just that. Also, another really heartbreaking thing about this whole performance is like you think looking at the entire context of it where Kurt was going through withdrawals during the performance. Mm, yeah, he, it would. The day before he said he wasn't even going to show up, but then he just showed up. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, it would like shortly after on a european tour courtney love found him fucking oh the you mean the rome incident yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that well she was with him she woke up to him being uh, uh od'd uh plenty of conspiracy theories there as I, they, they'll never yeah. end but point is the boy was sad the yes. boy was sad yeah. they had to cancel that that tour well he lost his, he, he lost his voice that's why they canceled it and then then well no they canceled the show, I think, because he lost his voice. Yeah. That fucking set them spiraling. Mm-hmm. And then the OD happened and the whole thing. Yeah. It was yeah. Kaputs. But, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, if you don't know, went to rehab, left after a week. Wasn't well, he like he broke out? Like he yeah. scaled a wall? Yeah. He, or fence he or something? Left. Yeah. He left. Um, and then, yeah, committed suicide. Fucking just a gnarly. Gnarly way to go. And uh, we all know the conspiracy theory. The last four lines had different handwriting, Alex, in the suicide note. They had experts said, Alex, <laughs> that they those last four lines, they don't look like the other hate. They look a little different to me. It's Corey it, Love was practicing handwriting. Her therapist found her notebook. Alex, he was. <laughs> it's something I had the energy to get into when I was younger, but 
also, if you look at the type of person Courtney Love is, she she's not that it's bumbling mess. There's severe drug. No addict. way. Yeah. There's no way she could have got away with this. Yeah. If you, I mean, if if you're looking at her proclivities pre death, then it's already like okay, she seems a little clumsy. If you look at everything after. She she fucking lost her kid, their kid. She fucking went off like, yeah, sure. She acted in the shit out of Man on the Moon, which is a great performance. But everything so else, good. everything else, train wreck. Yeah, she there's the, the way her life is. There is no way if she did it, she would have got caught. I feel like she but money, dude, she was really, really rich. And he was planning on divorcing her, dude. He was changing the will so she would be removed from the hey alex you should look into it i i have looked at, and at this erase stick yeah, you looked into uh, it then you looked out you looked yeah. out the window i i grew the fuck up <laughs> nah man <laughs> you shouldn't have gone that way man <laughs> it's so sad i oh man i get it dude but it's, it's also like a really dark part of me that gets the suicidal thoughts uh i don't get them that often but i get like passive stuff every once in a while depression people it's real so there's like a little bit of like, well, he's not suffering, dude. He's not depressed right now. I've heard a lot of depressed people say like, I don't know why people are scared of death. It seems seems nice. I say that a lot, no, it <laughs> but it's like it's more of like, well, if you can't stop the pain, why are you here or why am I here? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's a thing that people who aren't depressed can't fathom because it's mm-hmm. not. It's a very unnatural thing to end one's life. It's the most unnatural thing you possibly possibly imagine so it's like yeah if you're in constant pain dude you it's a different it's a, it's a fucking it's a different thing yeah sure he did a lot of good but god damn it that boy was suffering yeah but we got one more one massive thing that you know how alex feels and you kind of know how i feel a little bit you mostly know how alex feels yeah. so let's, let's talk about it. this came out many years later posthumously i remember distinctly when this was released it was a big fucking deal was a huge deal so this is 2004's with the lights out track one or two track two, two. My yeah. man. uh so the first track is a cover of led zeppelin's heartbreaker it doesn't sound good no. so we're doing these are both live tracks this is a original it sounds way better though shit yes this song this is the fucking nirvana i love this is fucking rad fucking awesome i want to get to that chorus too because that riff is killer Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a... And that, that little vocal thing. Dude, it's a simple thing like that, like adding one one note vocally over this sludgy riff, kind of pretty, one note, changes everything. Pushes it over the edge. So obviously, worst, least favorite. Um, what is your reason other than that it's long and there's a lot of unnecessary shit on here? <laughs> so much unnecessary so shit on... This, like... So I remember... Okay, so I guess uh, let's lay the groundwork down. Okay. This was 
a huge deal because I totally forgot Chris and Dave were like in court with Courtney. Like yeah. Budding, budding heads. Yeah, that sounds very familiar. Yeah. yeah. What to do with this stuff. And there were like rumblings of a new Nirvana or an unheard Nirvana song. Oh, right. Yeah. Which ended up being and was part of why they were in court for, you know, you're right. Yeah. Because they wanted it on this box set. And it is not. Well, kind of. It's a demo of it, but it's not the the studio version. I fucking I kind of hate her for being like, no, it needs to be on the best of. Because that's a really stupid fucking thing to do. I, I love that song. I forgot how good that song was. I don't care for it that much. Inter- I yeah. think it's a fucking great song. It's not a bad song. It just, um, just didn't strike me the way many others did. But Go yes, um, I appreciate that, you know, everything is in one place. Uh, I remember, you know, being on LimeWire and SoulSeek and like tracking down all these covers, all these B-sides. And like yeah. um, there was this uh, back in the day, a lot of songs were mislabeled. Yeah. So I would get a song like Beans yeah. and like. Is this even really Nirvana? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It fucking was. It it was. Uh, That song is cute, but boy, is it fucking annoying. So disc one is cool. There's a lot of unheard shit on there. Disc one, I think, is the best of the three discs. I I think this could have been two. I think this could have been two disc and a DVD. Yeah. The DVD. Have you ever seen the DVD? Uh, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Right. That's, yeah. That one is really, yeah, it's really good. Really um, good. Yes, it is all the demos, all the outtakes of the well-known songs. We don't, we don't need it. We don't. It is good for archival purposes, like many kind of not unlike the, you know, the best before 1984 or best, mm. sorry, best before um, from Crass. Like where it's all chronological there's a bunch of stuff that you don't really need as repeats mm-hmm. uh that one's a lot easier let's do than this one to be honest because this one is literally three 70 minute discs but the amount like you can you can make an entire near flawless nirvana album with so many of these out these outtakes and unreleased tracks and b-sides like they are so they are damn as good as as the songs that made onto records even the shitty uh, live stuff, like like we were just listening to Anorexorcist, mm-hmm. that and Mrs. Butterworth, dude, like so fucking heavy, so sludgy, so grungy, obviously. Uh, and then you get If You Must, yes, no. which is one of their best fucking, how that didn't make it onto Bleach blows my mind. No, it's so I'm, goddamn good. Yeah, I'm for, I'm like four songs like If You Must and Pen Cap Chew. Um, I think they're they're cool, but then it's like, you get like the live version of down downer. And, right. It's not great. No. And it's just like, why other than the fact that CDs can hold 80 minutes? Why? Why is, this I think on? it's just, I, I do believe it's just like, here's everything you've been wanting everything. Mm-hmm. And so I heard all these, all this stuff through bootlegs and stuff before this was released. Mm-hmm. I heard stuff that's not even on here. Like somehow in some way, like covers of, you know, this band Fang and stuff and other stuff like that. But, uh, so there, for sure, it's like, oh, there are nerds who seek out every bootleg who want this. Mm-hmm. For, I, I get that. I, I would have preferred it being split into separate, separate compilations. Instead of, just, instead of just chronologically everything, like here's all the live stuff. Here's all the rehearsals rather than here is this really good sounding uh, B-side mm-hmm. with this, you know, four track recording, which is what this is. 
Because there's even some songs on here where it's not the superior version. I And it's like, I wish it fucking, I wish it was yeah. like the version that was on the compilation. Like, um, even in his youth, uh, I think that was a, that, that was a single, I believe. That song is fucking rad. It's a fucking but, great um, song. Where is this song? I hate myself and want to die. Oh, so good I, it's, it's so good but not this version like, i like this version just fine i i think the one that's on the beavis and butthead so it's not the same it's not it's not one for one it's been no, a long time it's different it's different um yeah i like the version on the beavis and butthead soundtrack better it's such a good fucking song god damn it's a good song. so also some of these uh solo kurt ones really fucking do it for me don't want it all brooding Super, way too close to you. It's fucking creepy. It's awesome. It's, it sounds like he's that, using a pillow, pillow or pillows as drums. Yeah, those those are creepy. And I would, uh, yeah, those I I do like those ones. Like I said, disc one is the the strong, phenomenal, strongest. Um, it would have been cool to like hear studio versions. It would. Songs. Yeah, I don't know if they ever recorded for some of these. To be honest, like clean it before she comes. Those backup vocals are, it's just brilliant. So, mm-hmm. many, so many polyphonic rhythms going on, with, or not rhythms, but melodies. Uh, so many vocal overdubs. It's just like, again, like when you're you're home and you have a four track and sure. right, I'm just going to fucking do a bunch of overdubs and make some shit. Yeah. You need a way to like remember this stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I do like hearing like they hung him on a cross and ain't it a shame yeah. because they never really ventured into like country music. And right. I, I almost wonder if that's something that would have, would have happened eventually. Eventually. Probably. Yeah. I mean, they just, they fucked around a lot. I liked a lot of stuff. I, I so I was saying that, uh, incesticide had, I felt like the most nostalgia toward that album, the most like fond nostalgia, uh, compared like out of the, the main albums, out of everything, most fond nostalgia for all of these unreleased songs. For some reason, there's no trauma attached to any of these memories. For some reason, it's only nice. It's only nice I got. And really early too, like, man, I don't remember. I couldn't tell you what year it was when I was hearing most of these for the first time. But songs like Blandest, man, like that's my favorite Nirvana. That style is my is why I love them so much. Interesting. I, I, the most fun nostalgia for this stuff. Verse, course, verse. God damn, that's too good. Old that's age called- fucking... Ugh. Yeah, it's called Sappy here. Um, That's a mislabel, right? Yeah, because Sappy is a different song. I also think because there was confusion about there was supposed to be uh, an album, like a live album called Verse Course. Uh, Yeah. So I think it's like it's now. It's supposed to be the the compilation with the MTV stuff, right? They they wanted to like capitalize on his death and Grohl and Nova Selleck couldn't do it. They were like, this is too fucking painful. Yeah. and I think it's just like retroactively known these most people this refer to it as as sappy yeah. if uh, the internet is to be believed, which because it's not because the song sappy is a different song that we get on the third disc. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. See, even I got it mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. First goes versus on the first disc. That's yeah. a different Sorry, song. My bad. My bad. Uh, but I, I did forget about it. I used to. There is something there because I used to. I used to think that there was they might have been mislabeled on early bootlegs because I remember mixing those names up a lot, both Sappy and Verse with each other. Yeah, but that's the story for why Sappy is now called Sappy. This, right. To avoid the confusion, even though we still did it. We yeah, still, still, still did it. Still did it. Uh, as much as I love Endless Nameless, this version is a little long. 
It's like mm-hmm. nine minutes. Yeah. Again, I don't. Yeah, I don't fucking need it. Don't need it that long. But we also have a really. I mean, that was like a radio performance, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's more a lot of radio performances, uh, demos, rehearsals. Uh, oh, by the way, these are. Uh, uh, these these covers of D Seven Return of the Rat first time first versions I ever heard of uh of those Wipers songs yeah same yeah the f- my first introduction to the Wipers probably yeah um oh the Gelt oh hell Kermug- yeah. Kermugin? Kermugin, yeah hell yeah great yeah great yeah that's like if it was all stuff like that it's t- it's there's too many fucking good songs and that's why like the like I said. An entire near flawless Nirvana album based on all these unreleased songs. It's just so much here. And it keeps going. Like, although the first disc is by far the has the most stuff later on, too. Like, uh obviously hit myself when I came later, but like uh even Dave Dave's Marigold, even though he oh, uh, that, that song's was, it, it's a gross song, but good god it's real good. Yep. Sounds great in it too. Yep. And then because of you know. The, the lawsuit and agreeing, you know, you're right. We'll go on the fucking greatest hits, which is boring. Yeah. Um, I, it does feel like a slap in, in the face. Like you are buying a box set, but we can't include the, like, if you are a Nirvana fan, there's no reason to buy that greatest hits. No reason. No reason at all. Except for that one. It's, it's, fucking pisses me off it's really stupid. i mean it's fine with streaming now it's not a fucking yeah, big deal yeah. but at the time at the I time would, it, it was a very smart way to get a lot of money a lot yeah. of unnecessary money but yeah i i also this thing like a good compromise would have been like whatever we'll release the fucking greatest hits with that on there and then we get to include it in the box set but no there's a so to your 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 point of the why this is the worst there is a lot of bad I even just, just co- com- compiling decisions such as putting rate me two times in a row hey my least favorite nirvana song let's put it two times in a row let me tell you i did find it interesting that they had that version with the baby noises on it that is weird yeah. you shouldn't put baby noises in a song that has rape it is title. a very disturbing situation and i think it adds to the creepiness <laughs> of it i think it's a great idea alex uh i mean i don't even like the song so i don't even care but oh man and then his vocals on the live acoustic version of lift lithium uh-huh. fucking rough oh i don't know what was going on that day dude you can't be on always. No, you, you can't. can't be on always. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, we don't need it. We don't I need it. I don't even, yeah, like I said, I don't even like the song with him to begin with. That version makes me laugh. His, yeah, hey. That, it's oh, it, pretty, was, it wasn't, yeah. yeah. It was like a hey. Yeah, it was that. yeah, hey. And it was, oh, yeah. it's very, it's goofy sounding again. Yeah, they made the right decision to. Uh, yeah. And just, then, and then, yeah, the where did you sleep last night? Just. Yeah, they're they're clearly demos. They're clearly it's a lot of padding, a lot of padding, a lot of padding. So much pad. I mean, I will say it is kind of like I looked it up on Amazon. You could get it for forty four bucks. That I think that is fair. With the DV- I, with the DVD, all you need is a DVD at that point because you could just stream the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, if you're a fucking old man like me, yeah. you like your physical media. Yeah. Forty four dollars for this is a fair it, fair asking price. And to, to be completely fair, it is a cool box. If I remember, it has a nice like that's I, plastic on the cover, but it's like a thick hard plastic where it has the image 
of all three of them. And it's like a, it's very, I, I should have bought it with me. Yeah. This, it's, it's still like have it display, very sturdy. But, yeah. Yeah. Actually funny thing. I love that, that image or that cover of it because like, Man, Kurt is my height, and Chris is six foot seven, and yeah. it looks like he's barely like the same height as girls. Like, man, it's just a funny image. Like that is not accurate at all to who I, they were. I think uh, there's like a story with Dave where he's like, remember hearing all these things about Nirvana and going to audition, and he's like, yeah. "Am I in the right place? This tiny dude and this yeah. fucking sasquatch, this fucking sasquatch." Yeah, it's so odd that Dave Grohl, you know, a respectable six foot, is like the normal one. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. but uh, also, anyway, we might. I mean, we're doing a whole episode of Nirvana. We got to talk about how Dave Grohl is madly in love with Kurt Cobain, and and they were they were fucking on the side. I've never, I've never, you never heard fucking, that. Never. That's heard. one of those conspiracy theories that I think Courtney Love tried to like get going. Fuck. That she talked about how like he was madly in love with Kurt or some shit. Like I, that. I don't, it's pretty funny, honestly. <laughs> I don't got time for it. Also, I forgot to research it, but I think there was like disputes that almost like broke up the band. I think Cobain wanted like 70% of the royalties. Really? I never took him for a money grubbing guy. Neither did I. But honestly, I hate to be this guy. He <sighs> deserved a lot of that. Not only did he write everything, including the lyrics, including the melodies, including the song from beginning to end. Yeah. He did. He was in charge of like all of like the creative choices of like the stage stuff, mm-hmm. all the, all just the, anything that made the band, the band. It's However, like his work it on, is on. everything that he is his brainchild, but I'm not going to ever deny those Chris bass lines and yeah. girls back of vocals and his drumming is pretty spot on. It really create a lot of what we appreciate about the vocal harmony stuff that this band did. Mm-hmm. But yes, that almost like we almost didn't get in, in utero. That's why that was that's holy shit. It was that period after yeah. the band blew up and then you Maybe it was Courtney. Hey, maybe it was Courtney. I, More conspiracy theories. Let's blame it all on Courtney. Let's blame everything on Courtney. Um, a, f- a few other songs. I I like Moist Vagina. You do? I don't love it. Don't I love it's it. A, a cool song, and then Marigold and yeah. Sappy. Those are those are rad. And then uh, yeah, then there would be, you know, people can fucking thousand things, books, documentaries on Nirvana, Endless. but that. We got the weirdest reunions. Oh. And I love all of them. Yeah. We weird. have we have Nirvana with Paul McCartney <sighs> recording. I think it's a fucking rad song. Little little wacky. Little I, weird. I fucking think it yeah, for, for uh Sound City where they recorded Nevermind, I believe. Uh-huh. Um Dave Grohl did a documentary about the studio called Sound City, and he decided to get Nirvana back together and replace Cobain with Paul McCartney. And it fucking who else could replace? You, you know, one of the most iconic musicians in history. You know who else can? Lord. L- oh, I did that happen? That happened, and I think it's fucking rad. I, I I'm gonna go ahead, Devil's Advocate. Fucking sucked. I didn't Rock, see it, but it fucking sucked. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Fucking awesome. Oh. I I like me some Lord doing Nirvana songs. I feel like Kurt would have threw up because he was going through withdrawals, not because he was disgusted by it. Oh, Lord. yeah. No. I mean, she's she's got some like Cobain-esque qualities. Who doesn't after Cobain? Yeah, that's, that's true. Honestly, like the music I make sounds absolutely nothing like Nirvana, but 
other- in spirit, like I, I feel like I channel like you got to make, I, I got to make this simpler. I need to make this hookier. Yeah. You know, take off a little bit of, of a, you know, weird solo stuff and add in just a simple note, mm-hmm. stuff like that, where it's not, it doesn't sound like it, but there's like ethics that I've, I've taken. Also other interesting people who have like, at these like improv to improv to Nirvana yeah. reunions. Jay Mascus, Dinosaur Jr. That's not too out of the out of the wheelhouse. Yeah. Kim Gordon. All right, of right. course, the Joan Jet. Saint Vincent. Hate Joan Jet, but right on. Saint Vincent. Saint Vincent. She seems like the least deserving to be there. Not only because of uh, age. Yeah. Well anytime I, mean, I see it like a newbie or like a she's not she's not a newbie now, she's an also also the singer from Deer Tick. Deer Tick. They're, I've never heard of you, Tick. Whatever. They're they're a smaller band. This like, I don't know. It's fucking rad. Yeah. Like, I mean, the influence is just ridiculous. I mean, listen, Bush was a band that existed, and that's thanks to Nirvana. <laughs> thanks, Nirvana. Like Gwen Stefani should be. Well, I guess they're not together anymore, but she should like. They, was she, wait, was she with? Uh, she was with the bang the, the singer. Was Gavin? I don't fucking know his name. He was a douchebag. I don't know if he was a douchebag, uh, but. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's gonna anything massive. You're gonna create a bunch of whackness along with some greatness, but Godsmack, obviously, another like yeah, God, I mean, who, Gavin yeah. Rossdale from from Bush. Uh lovely, lovely. I bet you. Lovely. On a side note, I don't know if him and Gwen had babies, but I bet they're beautiful children. Gwen Stefani is the most attractive female in the world. Like, this is a, she's weirdly attracted, attracted, attractive to me. I was going to say attracted to me. Like, she's all, she's all to me. It's super weird, but like, got she got that something with that fucking face, dude. Also, I like her voice. You know what? She's all right. That's gonna happen one day. <laughs> I, I don't want to listen to no doubt, but I, we're gonna do them one day. It's gonna happen one day. Yeah, yeah. I just started reading. All right, yeah. Nirvana, fucking. You guys have your opinions, and uh, those are ours. Fucking yeah, the, the incoming tsunami of uh, fucking. What do you guys know? Your mom. That's what we know. We know about as much as you probably yeah. fucking do. So yeah. start your own podcast. We listen to a bunch of music you don't want to listen to because <laughs> Nirvana sucks. You there? I said it. I fucking said it. But <laughs> like a Primus thing here. Let's do uh, let's do a little bit of recap. Uh, for me. Best, never mind. It's a gigantic fucking album. I don't even. Sorry, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I don't even know <laughs> how I personally feel about it anymore. But it's why we're fucking here. Yeah. Um. Crazy, crazy hits off that. Uh, personal favorite in utero. This blending the noise and the pretty stuff, and it sounds amazing. Worst, least favorite with the lights out. Too much fucking filler. A lot of filler. A lot of filler. Too much. But the filler. good stuff is so good. It's so good. Yeah, damn. God damn, I love the good stuff so much. Make your own fucking playlist. We you'll we <laughs> will. Damn it. And, and it's in the description. Yeah. Uh for me, best personal favorite, Bleach. It doesn't that that album will always have just the very special, cozy, lazy boy seat in my heart. It is is a holds up spectac- spectacularly well. Best grunge album ever made, really, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and worse. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Never mind. Least favorite. Personal least favorite. Hey, I get it. It's a great album. It's iconic. It's why we're here. But I personally can't put the fucking thing on in the same room as myself ever again. I just, I just can't do it. I'm sorry. Although that second half is still, I gotta, I still can enjoy it mm-hmm. every now and then. Uh, and worst, unplugged in New York. Alex is so mad at that. 
but it's just, it's a live album for Christ's sake. <laughs> Their studio albums are so good. Come on. It's a live album. Fuck. It's fucking beautiful. Live album. <laughs> it is. It's pretty beautiful. But whatever. So thank you all so much for hanging out, listening, watching. If you're new here and you stay till the end, good God, we did something right. But if not, you know, uh, you suck because you won't be seeing this. Uh, but everyone else, thank you all for supporting. If you want to help us out, subscribe, YouTube, yada, 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 Apple Podcasts. Leave a review if you'd like. Five-star rating on, on Apple. That stuff helps us out a lot more than the rest for some reason. Tell a friend or, you know, whatever. If you think you like us that much, then tell a friend. But if not, just fucking ignore this, please. <laughs> and, uh, you know, follow me on Instagram. Ah, I almost said Pope Jesse. At Pander Monkey for clips of the show, clips of my personal music, and clips of my Twitch channel. And Alex. At Mother Puncture. Hell yes. Like we said before, Spotify playlist on Nirvana. Link in the description. You'll find all the good songs from the compilation there. Yes. That's for sure. None of the demos. None of the demos. I'm- and... Last thing, oh yeah, patreon.com slash every album ever for bonus episodes, early access to certain episodes, discounts, off merch. And most importantly, if you want to request an artist for us, you can jump the line, tier two patrons, get to jump the line so we get to it sooner. Uh, so yeah, do that in all that good stuff. I think that's everything. Yep. Yep. That sounds about right. I think so. And in the interests of fairness, I'm willing to compromise. Compromise. For something on... Because some a, a lot of time it's very obvious who gets last. Yeah. This, I think we're equal. Shape, bold of a shaped. I got the years on you, to be fair, but we are pr- equally shaped by this I, band. And your childhood is insane. It's <laughs> fucking nuts. It's, it's an unfair weird. advantage. It's a little, a little weird. I'm willing to compromise with something on Bleach. I will let you pick. Okay. Because I, you know what I was, if I if I had if you, free reign, it would be on with the lights out. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm would. putting my foot down and being like, it's got to be something off bleach. If it's, you're still going to be mad at me if that's the case. I don't think, I don't think I will be. What, what, what are you if, doing? Oh, okay. This is interesting. Hold on. Because if I'm just going willy nilly, throw my dick around in the wind, just yeah. fucking walking around nude, yeah. I'm going swap me. But I don't think I should go swap me. I think, I, I think it's got to be a little bit, a little, little, little bigger, a little louder, maybe. I mean, we, uh, hold on, hold on. Just do swap me, swap me. No, I, I, I got to let it's, you, I, it's a gem. I think it's either swap me. No, 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 no. It's got to be swap me. Do it. It's yeah, got to be swap it. me. Sorry, Fuck dude. It. Sorry, everyone. This is fucking swap <laughs> me. Thank you so much for listening and watching. See ya. <laughs>
Show. 